0: my text this morning is taken from the gospel of matthew Uh, so not isaiah but matthew chapter 2 and verse 11. should we just read that together i'll give you time to turn to it matthew 2 a very familiar passage i've hinted at it already with the children matthew 2 and looking in particular verse 11 they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and notice, fell down and worshipped him. Not them, him. They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. For those of you who were in the men's breakfast uh, before Christmas, you remember in the quiz that a lot of people were puzzled when is this thing called epiphany epiphany well it was on the 6th of january and this sunday is known as epiphany sunday i think so anyway and i'm aware that many of you have now taken your trees to the dump you may have put them in cardiff you're a bit posture, aren't you you put them on the curb side and people come and get them Um, And yet the Lord has led me this morning to consider the manifestation, that's what epiphany means, the manifestation of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, God incarnate to the wise men, or as they're known, the Magi or Magas, I I don't know how they would have pronounced it. If you're not a Christian, Now, may he manifest himself to you this morning. That's my prayer. I really want that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be up here. Trust me. And this evening, we'll consider another episode in Luke 2 when our Lord Jesus is growing up a little bit. He's 12 years old. And he's manifested, if you like, to the Jewish scholars in the temple. So this morning, the wise men. Should we just pray quickly lord manifest yourself to someone here this morning that's our prayer may the word be used and your spirit anointed lord that we may know something of christ and him crucified for us lord may he be lifted now in jesus name amen so how will you be remembered I want to start there. We consider this a little bit with the Welsh carols. How will you be remembered when you die? Have you ever thought about that? It's a tricky question for a Christian, isn't it? Because we're not to think like that in one way, are we? Perhaps it's not as tricky if you're not a Christian. You want your legacy uh, to be great, maybe? you want to be remembered as generous or kind or brave or strong a relative of mine uh, from America when he died he left all his money to this school in New England and they even named a library after him he was remembered in that way and you walk in London don't you and now and again you see those blue plaques on the wall Charles Dickens lived here or Hollywood some of you may have been to Hollywood and you see the stars in the floor and even in the church theologians and preachers are remembered by statues you go to Aberystwyth or Geneva yeah they're there as well how will you be remembered nicknames are a thing in Wales I mentioned this uh, in the carols in Welsh villages we often have nicknames. I was later sent an email by a member here about all the nicknames he had um, when he was growing up in a village near Llan for the people there. They were remembered as John Mumbles, Jones Bottom House gave the indication where these characters came from. You, you've all got these names, uh, even in the Heath. <laughs> and you had Benny the Baker, Evans the Death, Katie Gwynne Dog, which means Minister, because she was the Minister's daughter. And those names denoted something of their occupation. You even had some folks who were known for their looks. You had Die the Eye, because you only had one eye. And you had Emlyn Talken because he had a high forehead. Now, (laughs) yeah, before we go any further, how are these characters remembered in Matthew 2? As soon as you open Matthew chapter 2, look at verse 1 there. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, it's very specific. In the days of Herod the king, specific. Behold, look. Matthew says, Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Wise men, they're introduced as magas or magi. Uh, Scientific theologians, that's the closest we can get to them. For them, physical phenomena had an impact on everyday life. They were wealthy, probably. Learned, definitely they sought meaning, well, obviously, this wonderful passage documents, doesn't it? How those who were afar off, in more ways than one, came to Jesus Christ. Or rather, those who were afar off came to see the relevance of Jesus Christ. You see, these guys are not remembered for where they came from, even though verse 1 It's very general, isn't it? From the east. Neither are they remembered for how they looked like. Oh, even, we don't really know what they did. But we remember their wisdom. We remember their wisdom. You see, first of all, this morning, they saw something, firstly. Secondly, they came, very simply this morning. And thirdly, they worshipped. They came, they saw, it's like Julius Caesar, isn't it? I came, I saw, I conquered. Well, the wise men, they saw they came and worshipped. Isn't that a lovely thing? And it's my prayer this morning that some of you may see, may come, and may worship. We're not on a hill like the shepherds this morning. We're in a faraway country. It's nighttime, and those bookish scholars see something that changes their life so they saw something first of all the star has always drawn our attention hasn't it it's you've probably heard a few sermons even this christmas time on this star and even a couple of weeks ago uh, we were home i was coughing my guts out with covid and I went up the hill behind my parents' house, and you'll remember that the planets were all um, visible apparently that one night. And I saw Mars and I saw Venus, but then I went home and ate my pasta. It wasn't anything special. There's, there was nothing life changing when I was on that hill prior to my pasta. But with these magi, they saw something that night. Or those nights which would change their lives it's evident that they were astronomers oh, that's anachronistic isn't it that's out of it's using modern words for things we don't really understand they were scientists they were those who were looking watching and they even i think they were familiar with scripture weren't they do you remember numbers 24 Balaam's famous prophecy, I'm not, I won't preach on it, but I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. And those words were at the thousands of years before this phenomenon. They saw something. The prophecy deserves a sermon of its own. But it's evident in the words that kingship and the star are linked together. You remember that Jesus himself is spoken of in Revelation 22 as the morning and the evening star, the bright morning star, rather. And the scepter is described in Psalm 45 as a scepter of righteousness. A stargazer as they noticed a change. And I wonder how many others took note of that star, connecting it to that prophecy. Not many, not many. Many would have seen it, few followed. It's the same with our faith, isn't it? Ask and it will be given you. Jesus spells it out for his followers, doesn't he? Seek and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. And he goes on, for everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be open. There's certainty there. You don't need a PhD to understand those instructions or a degree in anything else. You see, they saw something in that star that drove them to the Bible, however fragmented it was for them. They saw something in that star that disturbed their equilibrium. They saw something in that star that warranted action, that warranted an asking, a seeking, and a knocking. There's a very famous poem uh, by, I don't know if you've heard of him, T.S. Eliot, called The Journey of the Magi. It's worth the read. It's quite a deep poem, even though I'm you may have done it in school. But it ends with these very poignant lines. We return to our places. These are the wise men speaking. We return to our places, these kingdoms. But no longer at ease here in the old dispensation. That's how the things worked. you know, With an alien people clutching their gods no longer at ease are you uneasy here this morning the fact that you're here this morning may be a testament to your niggling inside you knowing that we there's something here you may not understand it but you're in the right place you're no longer at ease out there with their promises their promises of wealth and short-lived glory you're no longer at ease in a land where self is worshipped. You see, something changed when they left the East. These, I don't know, maybe there were three. We always assumed there weren't three. Maybe there were. When they left the East, they were clutching gifts, not gods. Because the, the heathen gods have to be carried, don't they? And yet we see these magi coming with gifts. Oh, my friends, they saw something that night that changed them. They were clever men, definitely. But they didn't figure everything out, did they? Our text tells us, look, they go, verse 1 there, they came to Jerusalem. It's obvious that they took the eye off the ball here because you remember Wynne's sermon the intelligentsia of Jerusalem, even there in verse six, could quote scripture, Micah five, for you Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are a small among the clans of Judah. There's the humility there. Out of you will come for me one who rule will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. The people in Jerusalem knew that, but these magi. They'd either forgotten it or had not known it. What is evident by their stop in Jerusalem, that their wisdom wasn't geographical or even logical. Like the Queen of Sheba, their wisdom seems to be captured in that curiosity, that Old Testament pattern of the Gentiles coming to the light. They saw something in Israel. What's your star this morning? You think, wow, what am am I talking about now? Well, the stars of today can take many forms, can't they? Those initial moments getting you to think. We see in the text that this specific uh, star, verse 2, was called his star. For the Magi, this star gave hope. It gave uh, wonder. But notice the effect it has on Herod. Verse 3, When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. So this star for one person was glory, wonder, and hope, star for Herod, trouble. Which are you? Which, what's your star this morning? Perhaps it's the life of one of these Christians. Look into it. Perhaps it's your niggling conscience, like I was saying, your, your inability to sleep at night, knowing that your heart is desperately wicked. And you think that's harsh, but you know it's your sin that's serious. Look into it. You have that feeling that you're going to live forever, even though you're getting older. Look into it. These are stars. They're given to get you to think. I I love testimonies, uh, stories. That's what testimony means. And um, it's lovely hearing all the different stories from the people here. You've probably heard of David Soushe. You know, you've met, you've read, um, not read, you've watched your Poirot maybe over Christmas. And it's interesting when you read his testimony, he's a born-again Christian. It was Curiosity. That led him to pick up that bible in a hotel room and someone close to me as well it was curiosity that led them to pick up that bible in their university digs not a christian not a preacher not some out of body experience purely curiosity leading them to the word of god are there clever people here today you probably are we're a city church aren't we i can see professors here there's there's doctors uh, great thinkers amongst us what's your story because you're welcome here clever people like the Magi, but your cleverness won't deal with your sin your intelligence won't help you when you come to that final exam that final exam which requires 100% and you know you're going to face it. Your intelligence won't help you and you're facing death. You know this. Oh, maybe you're a literary critic. I'm familiar with you. You know, you teach the death of the author. There is no reveal text anymore. Don't worry all of you if you don't know what you're talking about because I don't think they do either. What I do know is that it is appointed men once to die, and then the judgment. Has that clicked with you yet? That you're going to die? I know it's a bit dismal, but it's true. Don't wait for empirical evidence. Don't wait to work things out in your head. Be wise, I beg you. Come, come, secondly. Come, you need to come and see God manifested in the flesh. Notice there, straight, av- straight away, they come in, aren't they? Like I noted with the shepherds a few weeks ago. Can you imagine the disaster if they had stayed in the East? They would be still clutching their gods, being clever in their little rooms, surrounded by their scrolls and their telescopes. Dismal. <laughs> this passage is one of action look look at the text again follow me verse one talks about coming doesn't it verse two repeats that notion of action we have come to worship him Uh, Hera talks about coming doesn't he then in in later on to investigate a different kind of coming but it's coming nevertheless the star comes, doesn't it, in verse 9. Skip ahead. Verse 9 talks about Erchemai. The star comes. And then the same word is used in verse 11. And when they'd come into the house. You see, if, if, we, if, we were, if, if you can read if the Greek, you'd see the word come, 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 come. repeated again and again. And that's why I read Isaiah 60. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you. Notice, his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles, this old, old story shouting out from the Old Testament, the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see they all gather together. they come to you. Do you see the repetition here? They shall come to Zion and King Jesus. Hallelujah. We have come, haven't we? We were who are afar off. But we need to pause here and think a little bit about what this coming entailed for the Magi, three or more or less. We're familiar with the Christmas card scene, aren't we? Um, I listened to one preacher recently, and he said how the star is always (laughs) right above their heads on the cards. It's an interesting image. Uh, You know, they look very grand in their silks and their crowns, but they probably would have been tired, dusty. It was a long and arduous journey. I really believe that, especially when you think of the Queen of Sheba and the echoes in Isaiah 60, it seems likely that these Magi came a long way. And uh, I believe they came from Iraq, Babylon, from the connections with Daniel 2. I'm going to wander a bit now, but stay with me, okay? (laughs) Do you remember Daniel 2? I think it's a little bit of a dress rehearsal for this moment that we have in Matthew 2. You think, what is he on about now? Well, do you remember that when Nebuchadnezzar, I'll read it, Daniel had revealed his dreams, had shown something amazing to him. Verse 46 of Daniel 2. Then King Nebuchadnezzar, notice, fell on his face, prostrate before Daniel And commanded that they should present, notice, an offering and incense to him. The king answered Daniel and said, truly, your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, since you could reveal this secret. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him, notice, many great gifts, and he made him ruler of the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over all, notice the wise men of Babylon. I'll finish there. Interesting, isn't it? It's almost as if the prophet is given a little dress rehearsal. The servant of God is given a glimpse into what would happen when the wise men, other Babylonians maybe, would come to the servant the servant, a dress rehearsal for this unique epiphany. It would have taken them at least 40 days if they did come from Babylon. And that shows something of the effect the star has on them. They knew something big was happening. A little bit like the Queen's funeral. You remember when the Queen died, people had wanted to go there, didn't they? I, I didn't go personally. Uh, but many did. David Beckham, Theresa May, there's a queue here. And you had a pastor there, I don't know, a shepherd. (laughs) Everyone wanted to see and give respect to the Queen. Oh, my friends, spiritually, we must do the same with Christ. The first verse in Matthew 2 mentions Jesus, doesn't it? Now after Jesus was born. That's not an accident. Matthew wants us to remember throughout this chapter this is no mere prophet, mere Daniel figure, servant. No, this is Savior, Yeshua. This name that is saturated with all the promises and prophecies that talk of seeing a right and coming to that name. My friends, there is no other name under heaven, no other name, whereby you must be saved. I'm dead serious. I care, okay? You see, they bow to that name, don't they? They adore that name. And Philippians 2, those who know your Bibles, will know what the end result will be. Whether you like it or not, one day, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus, notice, is Lord. Maybe you're a bit like Herod here this morning. Uh, Between verses 3 and 7. It's fascinating, isn't it? They're only down the road in Jerusalem. It's like from here to Cephili. (laughs) They could have got there quick on horseback. Look, they even know their Bibles. They knew the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, and yet they can't be bothered to go and see him. Is that you this morning? Can you be bothered? Can you be bothered just to look into it? Forgive me if you're using colloquial uh, English, but I need to get you to understand You need to come, my friends. There's no, there's no fence position in Matthew chapter 2. You're either a wise man or you're a fool. You're a fool. You see, my friends, Jesus Christ is no longer in that manger. You know, he grew up, didn't he? We're going to hear more about that tonight. He grew up. He lived a perfect life. He treated women well. Have you noticed that? Oh, we need that today when we look at the news in Iran, don't we? He was kind to the little ones without being weird. He helped the poor. Have we forgotten the poor? He fed the hungry. He gave hope to the hopeless. You can come to that same figure this morning, friends. He suffered humiliation, even though he was perfect. He went through a scandalous trial even though he were innocent. You can come to that man, even this morning, like I was saying, to the boys and the girls. He was slaughtered like one of those animals that we read of in Luke 2, being prepared for the Passover. Not in the temple, but on a cross. You can come. You can come. He was placed in a borrowed tomb and was wrapped in linens and anointed. Who knows, even with the same myrrh that one of these chaps brought with them. Come to him now as saviour, because one day you will come to him, but he'll be your judge. Spurgeon says, the star moved till it came and stood over where the young child was. I love Spurgeon. I know some people don't like him but he's real, isn't he? So will my heart never rest till it finds out the Lord. You need to worship, my friends. Thirdly and finally, you need to worship. The Greek word for worship here is proskeneo, right? Like Andy, I've got the app. (laughs) And even though this can refer to respect or paying homage, its use in the Bible is usually a little bit more profound than that. It talks it, it denotes worship, you know, divinity, God. Verse 11 is really interesting, isn't it? Look at verse 11. When they had come into the house so the time now has moved on since the famous bits in the manger they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. And they look, they, this is not here by accident. They f- fell down and worshipped him. This is the same, I I believe, Uh, 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 an acknowledgement of divinity that Peter felt. Do you remember when Peter had all those fish coming out of the sea uh, or lake? I can't remember now. (laughs) And he had that great catch and he falls down at Jesus' feet to say, he falls down, depart from me. I am a sinful man. You see, when Christ comes into the mix here, he cripples them. Literally. Remember what Nebuchadnezzar did when he encountered something of the glory of God? He fell down, worshipped him. This baby has a greater effect. What a difference to the other so-called Magi in Jerusalem University. (laughs) Oh, my friends, if you're clever here today, don't be like the Jerusalem Magi. Okay, you might be trusting in your nationality. Maybe there are some Welsh people here who think that being Welsh is the same as being a Christian and you sing in your Caman Vagani, but that means diddly squats when it comes to your soul. Maybe you're a pastor, deacon, elder, member of Heath. Maybe you've got a British passport or Dutch. You still need to fall on your face, as it were, spiritually. Worship him. You see, the disaster with the Jerusalem Magi mentioned in this chapter, the, I shouldn't call them Magi, should I? The chief priests and scribes of the people, they never came to my knowledge. They never came, where well, they didn't come in Matthew 2, anyway. We need to get on our knees this morning, brothers and sisters. Uh, I know a lot of you listen to Truth For Life and Alistair Begg. And some of you read Sinclair Ferguson as well. And they all, they, these, these, these great ministers, they all use the same illustrations, don't they? So I'm going to copy them. <laughs> There's this sculptor, uh, Bertel Thorvalson. And he made this, he's a Dane. He made this amazing statue. Now I'm not a fan of Christ statues for obvious reasons. But anyway, the heart here is interesting, okay? So bear with me. And in order to look in the face of Jesus Christ, the observer has to kneel. That's interesting, isn't it? Do you remember that poor tax collector? He was on his knees, beating his chest. Lord, have mercy on me, the sinner. Whilst the chief priest was standing And I know there's something quite visual there, isn't there? Are you bowing this morning? You don't have to get on your knees now. (laughs) Are you bowing in your hearts? To be wise is to kneel. To be wise is to kneel. Verse 11, they fell down and worshipped him. And we haven't even got to the gifts yet. But for now may jeremiah have the last word this morning do you remember these words and these words really become alive when we view them through the lens of matthew 2 for i know the thoughts that i think toward you says the lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and i will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from, oh, this is lovely, isn't it? All the nations and from all the places where I've driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. Come this morning. Come to Jesus, as you are, without money, naked, come to thee for dress. I, lo- I, I keep quoting this hymn because it means so much to me. Helpless, come to thee for rest. Foul, I to the fountain fly. Don't get washed before, wash me, saviour, or I die. Who are you this morning? Are you a fool? Or are you wise? The ones who saw something, the ones who didn't just see it and marvel, but they came to him and then they bowed and they worshipped him. May it be so among someone here for the very first time this morning, for his name's sake. Amen. We'll finish uh, our worship this morning, if I can find it singing hymn number 256 this is a grand hymn okay ye gates lift up your heads on high ye doors that last for a be lifted up so the king of glory enter may you you asking this question this morning but who of glory is this king the mighty lord is this not a baby anymore Even that same Lord, that great in might and strong in battle is. Hymn number 256, if you're listening at home. worship this morning thank you that we are worshiping those of us who have tasted and seen the goodness of Jesus Christ not a mere man he was a man but he was God too oh Lord thank you that for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son that whoever believes on him shall never perish but have everlasting life and now may the grace of that same Lord Jesus Christ, the same love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. Amen.